episode 209, Chasing the High. This is the Ericast for the week of March 3, 2013. From Ericast.com. Welcome to the Ericast. Hey, thanks for listening to the Ericast. I'm your host, Eric Larson, 206 Three three nine three seven four two. that listener feedback line, as always. I'm trying something different, because I encountered a, po- a podcast, I have to pronounce that clearly, called The Audacity to Podcast. And it's a pun. The pun is that it's about audacity. Though it's not totally about audacity, and it's really interesting, because the guy that does the podcast started with Audacity, which is a free audio editing program, and then has kind of moved into um, Adobe Audition. So he's been talking lately, is what I could tell. Basically, I subscribed to the podcast and then downloaded a bunch of recent episodes to try and sort of catch up. Um, so he's he's moving into Audition. Well, I started with Adobe Audition because I started with Cool Edit way back. Basically, it's named Cool Edit because it was invented right after the Earth cooled. No, not quite, but it goes way back. And remember, the Aircast goes back to 2005, so it's been a long time. So Audacity, which is the free open source recording software, has really come a long, long, long way. And in the meantime, Cool Edit got, got purchased by Adobe and turned into Adobe Audition. So part of me keeps thinking, I should really get better with Adobe Audition given that this, sorry, I should really get better with Audacity and Branch. This gets very confusing because to you, the casual Aircast listener, Audacity and Audition probably sound like different programs, but they do kind of blend together. Hmm. So I need to get better with Audacity because that is the program that I recommend to my friends and colleagues when they say they're interested in podcasting because it's free and it works pretty well. So here's what I've done. I have my brand new Windows 8 computer, brand new as of last November, November 2012. For those of you in the future, looking back on the Aircast, the whole Thanksgiving, Black Friday, Staples purchase excitement. And I realized the only way I'm going to actually dive into this and really succeed is if I just do it. So here we go. Um, Same microphone. Same studio space, same furnace running in the background. Everything else is the same. Now, looking at my my audio levels here, they're not too bad. So I'm I'm going to debate whether or not to run the compression and, and stuff on them. I might not. I have to think about that. So we'll see how it sounds. What I would love is your feedback on, wow, that sounds so much better, or my goodness, this is awful. Because what I'm going to try to do is keep it as identical as possible to the old Aircast workflow. And we'll do two or three episodes like this. We'll kind of see how it goes. Um, and just just kind of see. Because I, I, have, I have no objection to using Audition, though I'm pretty sure that Adobe Audition will not work under my Windows 8 64-bit OS system. So I'd need an upgrade, and I'd have to relearn everything, because I'm still using Audition version 1. And part of me thinks if I have to really kind of change my entire technology life anyway, why not jump into the free world? Because that way if somebody says, I love what you're doing, I would like to do that myself, I don't have to say, well, start with this really crazy expensive piece of software and work your way up from there. 
So, 206-339-3742, listener feedback line. Let me know what you think. I think I'm going to go back to that old listener feedback at the end of the month model. So, you can look forward to the end of March being a listener feedback recap for March. See how it goes. But anyway, what I was thinking about, and this kind of happens here in Minnesota, the term is cabin fever. We all go a little bit goofy over the fact that it's still winter and we would like winter to end. So I was looking back on the time that Chloe and I went to Iowa. And this was last summer sometime. I could look up all the details, but they're not really that important. Um, and what we did, for some reason, Chloe was out of school. I'm not sure if Candela was or not, but she wasn't very interested in doing this. And I thought, well, that's okay. I'll take Chloe, because Chloe said, sure, that sounds like fun. So we got in the car, and we started driving south. And... Here in the Twin Cities metro area, if you go about 90 minutes south, you hit the Iowa border. And just across the Iowa border, there are two huge wind farms. Now, I don't know, you know, Matt, we, we, you and I have talked about wind farms before. I don't know how many dozens and dozens or hundreds of, of windmills or wind turbines or perhaps wind turbines, I don't know what the correct pronunciation is, um, wind machines you need to count as huge. This is probably out here not as huge as what uh, is present in Alameda, but uh, I-35 is the main interstate that starts or ends, depending on your perspective, in Duluth, Minnesota, just on the northern edge of Duluth and heads all the way down to Texas, and I think actually goes through Texas and then turns into something at the Mexico border. And there are a couple places, one of them I think is in Texas, and one of them is here in the Twin Cities, where it splits. So we talk about 35E and 35W. Now, this is different. Think this through. 35E is on the west side. And 35, no, sorry. 35E is on the east side, and 35W is on the west side. You'll, you'll figure it out. No, it kind of makes sense. The E and the W, you got it. But other than that, it's just a freeway that goes straight north-south. It kind of bisects the country. So you hop on that and you head south, 70 miles an hour, and pretty soon you cross into Iowa. And once you cross into Iowa, there are two um, wind farms, basically. One on the west side of the freeway, one on the east side. And I counted once, I think like each side has around 150 windmills or so. Now, up here in the Twin Cities, if you if you work really hard, you can find one large wind turbine. There are small ones around here and there. They don't really count. But uh, there's one over, uh, for you local listeners, if you're wondering, where can I go see one? Uh, there is one at the Mystic Lake Casino uh, out in Savage, Minnesota. Yes, indeed. That's all true. For those of you who aren't local listeners, there is a Savage, Minnesota, and there is a casino there on the um, Indian Reservation. It's called Mystic Lake. They do have a wind turbine there, one of the full-size ones. I don't even know how big full-size is. It's kind of huge, 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 huge. Um, or down in Northfield, which is way on the southern edge. It's like beyond the metro. It's not It's not even considered metro. It's like borderline metro. Um, there are a couple uh, colleges there, Carleton College and St. Olaf College. They each have their own, own wind turbine. So you can go down there and look at them. Or you can head west. And if you head west... Um, Oh, at least 90 minutes, probably a couple hours west. There's a, a little tiny town called Cosmos, Minnesota. Population of like, I don't know, 
hundred and something house, tiny, tiny. Uh, there are there's a little wind farm out there with like you know, a couple dozen wind turbines. That's cool. Bumbled into that one by accident. But if you really want the huge for us huge wind farm, um, your best bet is to head straight south, cross the Iowa border, take like the next exit, and there you go. Is the Welcome to Iowa Visitor Center, and then you can just drive around looking at uh, at these big wind turbines. So Chloe and I went down there, put the booster seat in the front seat. We figured, okay, airbags, it's safe enough, it's legal enough. Um, we had a great time. She had her Berenstain Bears books, um, and she read those on the way down, and we had good conversations. And then we got down there, we stopped at the Iowa Visitor Center and used the restrooms. Um, we kind of looked around, and then went driving for like an hour, went driving around these fields and. It's just gravel roads and these huge wind turbines. You can drive right up to them and stand at the base, and you look up at them, and they're spinning, and it's really cool. I thought it was super cool. And Chloe thought it was super cool. Super, super cool. So, you know, happiness abounds. We had this great experience, and I was reminiscing about that. And thinking, oh, those were the days when we'd go off chasing windmills, tilting at them, perhaps. You scholars will get that reference. And here we are now. Oh, nothing like good windmill chasing days. And then after a few milliseconds of that, I realized, wait a minute, Eric, that's kind of stupid. (laughs) Because, you know, as my wife's grandmother points out, and she's 95, going to be 96 in a month or two. So she's pretty wise for, for those years. And she says... You know, you remember the good times, and you remember the bad times. But what you don't remember is all the stuff in between that just really wasn't all that interesting. Uh, and her, her commentary, it's probably not an exact quote, but that's sort of the summary, um, is, yeah, you remember the good times, and you remember the bad times, but what you don't remember when you when you sort of reminisce or think back is... There's there's just a bunch of stuff that wasn't all that interesting, including, frankly, probably most of the drive down there and most of the drive back. So I remember driving up to the windmills and looking at them and posing with Chloe at the the base of these and taking pictures, and that was fun. And the visitor center and you know the little you know flashbulb memories of of her uh, reading her Berenstain Bears books and stuff. That's great, but really, when you think about it, there's a whole lot of eh. In the process, which isn't bad, but you have to be a little bit careful. Because as in my, my show notes, as I, I thought about this, um, the little summary note, thinking I've got a podcast about this. The way I summed it up is, you know, that was fun, but you can't really expect life to be 100% fun all the time. And even though the memory of it was fun, was it really 100% fun? So even if I sit here and lament and say, oh, those were the days, well, it was fun. Yeah, that's great. I'm not, not, you know, not saying otherwise, not going to begrudge anyone the experience. But I do think you have to be a little bit careful that you don't, um, oh, what would be the, what would be a good word? Um, It's completely... Call in and let me know what the word is that I'm looking for. 206-339-3742. You know, not over-dramatize, but, um, you know, that you don't 
you know the word I'm reaching for. In fact, some of you are probably yelling at your iPod right now, whatever the word is that I'm kind of grasping at. For You know the word for saying, you know, I'm... Idealize, maybe? Maybe that's the word I'm going for. Not quite. But don't really want it to, to idealize the experience. And yet, you could completely fall off the other side of the horse. My wife likes to point out, you can fall off of all sides of the horse. Um, so this is one of those cases where you, know, you don't want to think, well, because I don't want to set out some perfect idyllic type experience thing and don't want to get my hopes too high or don't want to be unreasonable, I'm just not even going to bother trying. No, no. I think you should try. I think you should go out and do fun stuff. That's why I do all the uh, stuff for the girls. Um, People say, oh, it's so great that you work on, you know, you take them here, you go there, or whatever. And I'm like, well, you know, I, I mean, I remember those times with my folks, you know. I remember driving around with Dad and um, after getting the Sunday paper, you know, to warm up the car. And we'd go and we'd drive down, you know, down by the Mississippi to one of the parks, just, you know, cut across and come around one of the other bridges or something. Well, really, I suspect if I really analyzed it, there was probably a bunch of just dull driving to get the paper and driving back or whatever, but um, you don't have the good memories without living life enough to have a bunch of dull, bad memories, right? Because you don't remember the dull, bad stuff. So you don't have to worry about, oh, I'm going to have these memories of these dull experiences. No, you're really only going to remember the, the good ones. And unfortunately, you remember the bad ones. Hmm. So anyway, that was... Um, that was the, the impetus behind the title of Chasing the High. Now, do you, how do you continue to engage in going off and doing fun stuff and saying, oh, this is, you know, let's, let's try this adventure or that adventure without becoming really kind of delusional that you think every, everything you're going to go off and do is some super great, you know, some high? I don't know. Any of you that have good... Uh, drug-using experiences and want to share those. Go ahead. No, feel free, but that'd be kind of weird if you call into the listener feedback line and, and talk about you know drug addiction. Um, but there's probably some sort of metaphor there, never having been addicted to drugs. Can't help you, help you out there, but there's probably some metaphor of going after the high that never really is there. Um, that whole... I hesitate to say balance between living in the fantasy life and living in reality because anybody with any grounded common sense would say, Eric, there is no balance there. You're supposed to live in reality 100% of the time. <sighs> yes, true. But this is the philosophy side of the Ericast. You know, anything that you have is like you know, looking out to the future, any sort of hope or dream or aspiration or, or whatever, vision for your future. Imagine the possibilities. Playing a little bit fast and loose with language, any of that is a fantasy because it doesn't exist yet. You know, Which really gets kind of weird. That Okay, so the only thing that exists is this present moment and that moment defined in a, like a mathematical point in time. Because anything prior to that is just a memory, and anything that, that is out in the future doesn't exist yet. Kind of strange. Deep and freaky. Uh, so, there you go. Interesting episode, I think, because it's sort of this balance between, hi, I'm trying a new recording process, and let's philosophize about time existing as a mathematical point. 
which at one time existed in a cornfield in Iowa underneath a windmill. Hmm. 206-339-3742. Let me know what you think of that. Uh, and let me know what you think of the audio quality, too. Um, as I say, give me give me a few episodes to kind of work out the kinks, but uh, sometimes you just got to dive in head first. So that's what I've done. Um, hope it sounds... Well, it'll sound okay. Um, I hope it's good enough. I don't know. That'll be another episode. What is good enough for the Aircast? Hmm. Well, let me know what you think. And until next week, take care. Thanks for listening to the Aircast from Aircast.com. Visit us at www.aircast.com.